What's happening my Jack family? Coach Scott here, jackedafter40.com and shreddedafter40.com. Welcome to another episode of the Jacked After 40 podcast. We've got a great one coming at you today. Once again, I'm joined by my client, Aaron Sanchez, who has just three weeks remaining in his cutting phase. He's got a beach vacation coming up. We're gonna talk about changes that he's making to his nutrition the next three weeks to help him manage his lifestyle, his stress, his sleep a lot better and just get more enjoyment out of life while finish this cutting phase strong. We're also going to talk about the book Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. This was a, a fantastic book that both Aaron and I enjoyed. So we're going to share some insights, our big takeaways from this book, um, and how it kind of ties into our own journeys, our own lifestyles, our own physique goals, and uh, just some really big aha moments. I think you're going to enjoy this episode. If you do, please do us a favor and smash that thumbs up button. We'd really appreciate it. And do us a favor and drop a comment down below. We would love to hear from you. All right, Aaron, so let's start out with you and your past week, your experience with your, your diet, with your training from last week. We, you're, you're nearing the end of the cutting phase. We knew you're getting close. We're basically looking for, we're going for a look and we knew you're, you're near that look. You had a little bit more to push, but the, the cut was coming to an end. Uh, I know you're someone who does love the, those hard deadlines and everything, something to aim for in the, in the near future, an end, date, an end date in sight. But here we were just going for, for a look. And then Friday, you reached out to me. You just had enough of the cut. And um, you mentioned that you're, you're kind of feeling all the typical signs that a cut should end. Your hunger was spiked. You're you're thinking of food a lot. Um, you weren't recovering as well. So a lot of the typical signs that if you're listening to your body, you'd be like, "All right, that's you've been dieting for a long time. This is done and over with." But you hadn't been dieting for a long time, and I know I, I mentioned to you like you're looking great. You sent a picture. You're looking freaking just crazy shredded. Uh, and I mentioned that, yeah, like it's we can end the cut right here. You're looking great. You brought up a great point that we can end the cut. Now you look great, maintain, maybe gain a little bit of muscle over the next several months and then do a little mini cut leading up to a vacation in October. So sounded like a, a solid plan, a solid idea in place. But again, I mentioned that, uh, I, I don't necessarily think you, what you were experiencing, like the, the appetite, the cravings, all that kind of stuff had to do with the diet, how long you've been dieting, how lean you were. I didn't think I had anything to do with that. I knew like based on your lifestyle over the past few weeks, you've been under stress and you haven't been sleeping as well. And I definitely felt like those two factors are probably playing a bigger role in you kind of experiencing those feelings. But we were happy to end the cut at that point, um, knowing that the plan for the future was to maintain and then do a little mini cut to kind of, cause we know you got a little bit more to give to get to, to where you really want to be. You can get more shredded. We'll do that in the, in the future. And then things changed the other day where you mentioned that you had a vacation coming up in three weeks a last minute vacation. So, all right, let's dive back into, into the cut and, and just do three weeks, finish it maintenance, and then go to our original plan. But walk me through those experiences, like the, the feelings that you were experiencing last, last week in regards to the hunger levels. I know we talked about it a little bit on last week's podcast as well. Hunger and appetite came up at that point. So it was another week of kind of experiencing similar feelings, what to your experience, what you were experiencing the week before, but you had just had enough of it. Yeah. So, I mean, you kind of touched on it all and I, I, 
you know, just have over the past couple of days had a realization of the way in which stress is affecting me. And I'd kind of come to terms with the sleep issues. And at this point, I wouldn't even call them issues. I'm just, <laughs> I've taken it for what it is. And, um, really not try to worry about it. I'm not trying to adjust what I'm eating. Um, I eat far enough in advance to where like what I ate for dinner shouldn't be affecting my sleep. You know, I'm giving myself a solid three hours to digest food. It's pretty much my smallest meal of the day after breakfast. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've talked to you about it. I've mentioned it to you really for a month now. Come the weekend, come Friday, I'm just spent. I'm spent mentally. I'm spent physically. It's generally my worst workout or it has been lately. And so this past Friday, I had a terrible workout. I mean, I, I just felt like halfway through, I was just spent. And it was a like one of those workouts where you're like looking at the clock, you're just, you're like, I'm too far into it to quit, but I'm ready for it to be over. And so by the end of it, I was just kind of like, oh man, you know, maybe, maybe is the cut I've been cutting. I don't know what three months, three months now, almost to the day, a little bit over, I think. And, you know, that's when I reached out to you. I felt good with where I was at. Um, I wasn't fully, I'm always going to want to push a little bit more. Doesn't matter if we're talking finances or we're talking physique. Like, I'm always going to feel like, oh, had I done X, Y, or Z. But I know for a fact that the prior weekends, it's funny because it's just been on, it's been the topic of conversation, you know, like I've, I've had, I've haven't had the greatest, like at least one day out of the weekend hasn't been the greatest and come Sunday, it's usually, it's not been both a Friday and a Saturday. It hasn't bled over into a weekend, but like one day where I'm going over calories and then I'm trying to play catch up Sunday and Monday and it, the cycle. I think that was part of it too. Me feeling like I'm kind of always behind the eight ball, having to catch up, played into it. Um, weekend happened and I finished a book, which we will be talking about, which kind of got me thinking. And little things have happened uh, that, have made me realize that for whatever reason, um, I now had, like when I'm stressed out, doesn't have to do anything with training. Sleep probably doesn't help, but like we could be talking about a, the tire on my bike goes flat and all of a sudden it makes me want to run for a cheeseburger. And that's something new for me. And it's, so it's something I'm having to kind of work through now. Right. So a few things there, I mean, putting things into perspective, like you're pretty, you're very disciplined and, and sticking with routine and schedule, like what you're talking about, there, kind of going off 
on your diet for a day and then having to eat less for a couple of days or whatever, kind of make up for that. That's an approach that a lot of people use and apply, but that is new. I hate it. Yeah. yeah, I hate it. I, I, that used to be my approach as well. I really, I liked it because it suited my lifestyle. Friday night out with the guys, I wanted to save those extra room for calories, but it does, you got to be mentally ready to see the scale go up the next day. And it takes several days for the scale to go back down. Um, and you got to be ready to eat less those following days. And um, yeah, that was, that was a typical weekly routine for me. And I just find like, it doesn't gel all that well with me anymore. I'd, I'd rather, if I have a day where I'm going to have like, enjoy myself, whatever, just still keep it around maintenance level calories. So I don't have to make up a ton of room throughout the week. I'm not going to see big spikes in weight. Not that the scale weight fucks with me mentally all that much, but I just, I just like to keep things as consistent as possible. I just feel better for the most part and just have the odd day here and there throughout the month. Um, might be like once or twice a month where I, all right, I might go over and then I have to make up for the next couple of days or so. For sure. Yeah. And, um, I think the other thing where I did gain some discipline is, I was tracking my overage. And so then it, again, for me, it was, uh, I don't know how to put it. I don't know how to put it in words, except exactly what we're, we're talking about in this realm, but I don't know how to apply it in other areas of my life where if I think the same, but it was a like, okay, I've got to make this really painful for a day or two days, or I have to stretch it out five days. And then, so my weight was bouncing a little bit more and it was like, but then I don't want to do this for four days. I'd rather do it in two, but then my training suffered a little bit on those days And so for me, it was, uh, yeah, I I prefer to, I get, I'm going to have the, like on days we go out to eat and and that kind of stuff. Like it's, it's an imperfect science, right? I'm making an educated guess, probably going to go over. I could go under who knows generally after eating out, no matter as accurate as I feel like I am with tracking, my weight is generally up just, it's just the way my body works. And I'm talking about like, if I track a salad, like I guess I use less spices or salt or whatever than restaurants do. And it's just the way my body reacts. So I pretty much expect that, but yeah, that's with my approach. I see the, the utility in it. And it makes complete sense as a, like, you know, taking your calories for the week. And if one day I eat, you know, 800 over or 300 over 200 over, then just making up for it in the next few days. But it just was this like tiring thing to be like, Oh, I've got to start Sunday, which is my start of the week already behind quote unquote. Right. Yeah. 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 I, I feel you on that. And that's a good point. That's a, just a great sense of awareness as well, especially when it comes to training and all that, especially if you're working out five days per week, it's tough to, it's one thing to say, all right, I'm going to eat less 
I'm only working out four days a week and I, I can, I want to make sure my calories are higher on those training days and I can reduce it. If I, my calories are lower on non-workout days, it's not as big of a deal, but you, you do need that fuel. So yeah, if you're behind the eight ball on, on a Monday and you got several days of training ahead of you, it's yeah, it can definitely take uh, take a toll on you for sure. So it's, it's just great to have that sense of awareness, even like the quality of foods that you're consuming and how, how all of that impacts your, your performance and, and how you feel overall. Um, but I think a lot of it, all of it in general really has to do with the, the sleep and the stress, especially the stress there, because that can affect your appetite, can affect your hunger. Um, yeah, it has all, all played a key role in, in how you're <laughs> feeling now. So it's, uh, it's great to have these dialogues and talking things through. Um, and, and I think it was still fine. Like if you didn't have this vacation coming up in three weeks, I'd be like, you did the right thing, stopping the cut then. Even if like right now you're like, you didn't have the vacation and you're like, I want to, I think I can do more. I'd be like, fuck it, dude, just maintain. Let's roll for a few months. And then come October, we'll dig deeper at that point. Give it a break right now. But knowing there's a beach vacation coming up and it's only three weeks from now, you got that hard deadline. All right. That's, that's a whole different ball game. That's we can have a little fun, especially when you're thinking you told me, you know what? I feel, I feel ready. Like it, you learned a lot from this past weekend. You've got a plan in place. So let's, let's also talk about, cause I, I like how you're approaching it. Cause you're, you're learning. I think this next three weeks of this cut is going to be a little bit different because you're going to be working in, some of these treats, you've kind of learned some of your triggers and you're going to, to adapt your nutrition. You're going to become a little bit more flexible, um, with your approach to nutrition to suit your lifestyle in this situation right now. So expand on, on that. Yeah. So which I'll briefly mention the book or, you know, something I learned from the book, um, which the title's eluding me. If you want to help me out, you can't hurt me or can't hurt me. David Goggins can't hurt me. You can't hurt me, David Goggins. And as we'll kind of jump into, one of the things I learned from him is not only do you have to have a plan in place for getting punched in the face, obviously, and how you're going to react, but you kind of, it's the, it's, it's adjusting the plan kind of on the fly. And so I finished the book on Sunday and, you know, I was thinking about the cut and I really like the other thing in my personality is for, it's a, it, it's a sports thing from, from playing sports as a kid. Like I always had to leave making a shot or making a good throw or a good at bat. Like I never wanted to leave missing if I was playing basketball. And so given my Saturday night and then jumping just right back into, you know, maintenance, I was just like, no, like, no, I can't. <laughs> I just finished this, this audio book. And I was like, mm, I just, it just didn't sit well, well with me. Like it was me walking off the court, having missed a shot, ending it, properly in my mind. And so I thought, and I was like, okay, you need to adjust your game plan. Like where, where am I getting hung up? And one of the areas I'm getting was getting hung up in is Wednesdays are basically an off day for school for 
my sons. And generally during those days, you know, we'll go walk, I'll go walk to a coffee shop and they'll pick up a treat or, you know, a cookie or a little small cake, or we'll go do smoothies. Well, they'll go do something. And I abstain. And generally on Wednesday too, to make it easier on myself, we'll go walk and pick up dinner. Well, because I'm on this cut, I was trying to cut back on the times I was eating out. And so I think that was mentally weighing on me that I'm going to do this stuff with them and not partaking. And so that's an adjustment I'm going to make over the next three weeks is come Wednesday, I'm just going to fit it in. I'm going to be more loose with my diet, understand that the well, I mean, I'm going to fit it, fit it in as best as I can understanding that the scale is probably going to go up, but it gives me the mental break during the week to maybe go into my weekend without the like burden and pressure that I was feeling during it by like abstaining from those things. And the other things I'm going to do is, you know, within our family, Saturdays is usually a little bit more lax. We usually watch a family movie that night. And so I'm going to adjust my meals on Saturday during the day to a lot for calories during that time. So again, I'm not like come Saturday night and I've kept everything on point. And then Saturday night, I'm just like, at my wits end, ready to buy out a pastry shop. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's, I think all valuable, valuable lessons here. And I hope the people listening to this podcast are, are, are gaining some insights and can relate to a lot of what you're going through here. Um, so the big thing with me, like as a coach, like if you're under a lot of stress, and you're not sleeping well, the idea of extending a cut isn't such a good idea, especially three months. It, it was, it was almost, it was a good time for a break. Um, especially knowing that we were going to dive deeper in October, take a break for now. Things are crazy. We'll get back to it later. Um, but yeah, knowing with the vacation, all right, we can push it for another three weeks, but kind of reducing the stress in the process of this up here. So it's not like, all right, let's just grind through it. I, I'm going nuts right now. I can push through it and, and making the diet even more, adding more stress to your life. You found ways to make the diet less stressful on you and to even bring more joy to your life, the experiences with your kids, with your wife. And, and I think it's a learning lesson for you who's very rigid with your nutrition, very by the books. I, I'm more calorie target. Um, and as long as I'm getting an adequate amount of each macro, I'm cool with that. I don't have to hit a specific macro, but you like to be very close, at least in the very close ballpark of each macronutrient each day. So being able to kind of just focus on the calories and enjoy the foods a couple of days of the week, there's, that's a big step for you that I think is going to carry you forward in the long term. So for me as a coach, seeing this, I'm like, it's very easy for me to think, all right, let's just put the brakes on this cut. I know you really want to get lean. I, want, I know you want to get lean for this vacation in three weeks, but it's just not the ideal circumstance right now. We'll, we'll hit it again in October. But just hearing your thought process, your awareness, and how you're going to adapt to this situation, how you're going to handle the next three weeks, 
fucking awesome, brother. Like I I'm like stoked for you to, to finish this off right now and to see how you handle, cause it's just going to only going to help you when you have to cut again in the future. And, and again, in the future, everything's just going to be mini cuts. We're keeping things in check. Um, you're not going to have to do extended cuts uh, in the long run, but uh, yeah, it's been a very valuable learning experience so far. Yeah. And I think that's the, you know, the value in having a coach, having an, an outside opinion who is picking up on things and is checking in with sleep and how's training going. And, you know, I know sometimes as a client, you get annoyed with the updates, but you're trying to gather the entire picture. And if you go back to the last cut, you had to force me to raise calories because I was just, I was blinded by like not hitting a number and I was frustrated. And I think, I mean, it was, I mean, it took three or four conversations before, before I finally, I mean, I gave in and it was the right call. It was the right call. And, you know, I even told you like, yeah, I should have listened to you sooner. I just should have, but like me having like having this number in mind and indoor a look and not feeling like things were flowing. Like I just didn't want to end that way. And this go around, it is much different where, I mean, I feel, I feel good. I feel really good. And it's like having a plan in place. It isn't like I'm jumping right back. I really did take a day, two days to evaluate, evaluate like, Hey, where was your head at when this stuff was going on? What weren't you doing? How can you adjust to like continue on? And again, with adding the Wednesday and the Saturday in there and how, you know, seeing how those days shake out, even though I'm going to try to stay within um, my calorie budget, like even that may slow my progress a little, but it still allows me to eke out a little bit more, which I know, I know I left a little bit more on the table. And so having a hard debt set deadline along with these adjustments, I think, it, I think it is the right call. Yeah. 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 I wouldn't want to, if it wasn't for the hard deadline. Yeah. I, you can, it's very easy to just get stuck and think, I know I can do more. I know I can do more. I know I left more <laughs> on the table. And you're just, you get too crazy. Like you're really freaking lean right now. Yeah. It's going to be freaking awesome to see what happens in the next three weeks that the, just that sure. extra little finished and polished look. So I'm, I'm very stoked for that. Let's switch gears to, to the book. Can't hurt me. David Goggins. Um, we both had similar experiences. Like it both, it resonated with us in different ways. Um, just the life stories of him. Um, just, it's amazing what this dude freaking achieved in life. Um, and it started off kind of, it was okay for me. Uh, I, I think both we got to the halfway point going, all right, this guy just, it just get too many. It just was repent. All right, here's another challenge. He's going to break himself down again in order to achieve this challenge, do whatever the hell it takes. And um, it was crazy. It was crazy here. Everything he got to, but then towards the end, it was just the pull-up challenge he went through. Um, I think I forget what else was at the end, just the stretching, just that kind of the, 
the uh, like wondering what the hell was wrong with him type of situations that just I'm like, wow, he became his human. For me, yeah, there you go. For me, he became human towards the end. And um, I mean, I took away a lot of good things from that, that audio book. And um, yeah, I mean, that's part of where like, I kind of heard him in my voice about this cut. And, you know, one of the big things he was talking about towards, towards the end of the book, and he had this pull-up challenge, which he'd failed, was it three times before hitting it or twice? Before twice, twice, I think it was, yeah. And, ha- like, having to adjust even when things are going right, even when you think things are optimal, there's, all, there's still adjustments to be made, And I felt like that's where I was at. And that's, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to continue and one of the lessons I took away, but um, also some of the things he, he said, I mean, he, he recognized there towards the end that like, he probably could have got farther in his military career had he reached out to people more, had he been, uh, more inclusive and he understood that he was he's even humbled and you know as he was breaking down and as he like everything that he kind of worked for was being taken away he had to switch gears and um you know of course the big lesson in it is that no matter how hard we think we're working or this is for me is we can do, we can do a little bit more. And that doesn't for, again, I'm not going to go out and sign up for, to run a hundred miles in 24 hours tomorrow, which is something he did. Um, but so for me, it isn't adding more into my life. It's more refining what I'm already doing and understanding ways to maybe get out a little bit more right? and just push a little bit harder, working smarter without getting to the point where I'm just tearing myself down and running on two broken legs. Yeah, that's exactly it. I think those were the points that that were kind of getting to me in the earlier parts of the book and up to the midway part was is just like he's talking about how our potential is so much greater than we could ever imagine which i i 100 percent agree with but he's kind of saying like the level of standard for like 100 percent is all right you, you've got to finish broken like you got to completely mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you're injured where yeah it just i'm like okay that's not to me that's not human performance. That's that's not, that's not what pity me that I want to want to reach for. Um, But there were points like as really like towards the end there where he was talking about um, how, if he had better relationships with people, because you do kind of isolate others when you are so driven to achieve certain goals, certain tasks, you you do alienate yourself from, from others. It It reminds me a lot of others at the top of their game, like even watching the last dance with Michael Jordan, seeing like, 
he was so fixated on winning championships. He didn't care who he pissed off in the process. Did they win? That's all that mattered to him. And um, yeah. yeah, it's they accomplished the goal that you set out to achieve, but yeah, there's consequences and, and sacrifices along the way, but it was great to see him, especially more towards the end of the book, just keep saying that, all right, just because I did this, don't do Actually, it's basically saying, don't do what I did <laughs> in order to achieve these goals, but take certain lessons that he learned along the way to to get there and 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 to to take rather than like you said sign up for an ultra marathon the next day um do it in baby steps along the way realize that your potential is way more than you think you can just take your time baby smaller steps in order to to get to that potential point was was good yeah and the other thing and it's been a topic of conversation even before the book but the book you know again, kind of hammered at home for me is the, is, is having goals, is having goals and having deadlines in mind and doing everything to complete that goal, but at what cost? It's just like this cut. If we can dive back into that and me making adjustments, it's, Yes, I may hit my goal, but what am I giving up in my family life to do it? Because I've got a family, got a wife, I've got two kids. I still have to be a father. I still have to be a partner. I still have to show up for them or else doing all this other stuff. I mean, it's like, it's like diving back into the book, you know, just jumping back and forth. I mean, he sacrificed some of his dreams in his military career because he didn't take the time to build relationships. Mm-hmm. And even in the military where you think physical performance, mental performance is going to be the end all be all. No, he was passed over because he didn't show up to events because he was pushing so hard to achieve these physical feats and he hit them so he can feel bad yet he didn't get as like I mean he said at one point like it it still irks him that he got passed over for things Mm -hmm. and so it's taking all of that framework and saying it's asking yourself why, like, why are you doing something and living true to yourself? Because yes, I want to look a certain way with working out, but more over the last two years, it's been the mental it's drives the physical, like I'm getting so much out more out mentally than physically. And it's like making me mentally sharper. And, and again, to tie off my point is, yeah, I, I may hit my goal. I may not. But if I'm like missing out on Wednesday with the kids and they're watching that and I'm miserable and then Saturday comes and it's this whole vicious cycle, like what's the point if I hit my goal? Right. Exactly. There's, there's more to it than just single. We, we're trying to find that balance as much of a balance as we can in life, trying to tackle a bunch of different goals in life. Living our life to the fullest is, is what it's all about. Not just achieving one singular you, thing. 
you love your IPAs. Yes, sir. What would life be without them? It would not be as enjoyable. That's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) I really like that. The big thing with the book was it really got me to look within, uh, take a lot of personal responsibility for where I'm at, uh, the situation I'm in right now, why I haven't necessarily achieved some of the goals I have set for myself right now. Like, so really, really owning where I'm at, which gives you power to go where you want to go because they really, you realize that, all right, I'm, I'm responsible for getting me where I'm at. It's up to me to do what needs to be done to, to get to that next level. So I really like that. And I really love the whole accountability mirror, just uh, once you have your goal in place and taking a good, hard look at yourself. And uh, so uh, very, very self-reflecting, um, which was a lesson that I, I needed. It was like perfect timing for me to, to read this book or listen to the audiobook and, and take those, those valuable lessons home. Yeah, that was, that was huge too. Um, uh, because I think it's real easy to give in to, um, looking to external sources for why something may not be happening the way you want in your life and to take a hard look in the mirror and, and address it head on. It, it is powerful. It is, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's humbling and it's, it can be hard to do and it's uncomfortable because, you know, who wants, to, <laughs> it's, it's much easier to blame some external source than say, well, damn, it's my fault, but it does give you power in that if it's my fault, it's in my power to change the behavior or whatever it is I'm looking to do, whether it's start a new business or lose 10 pounds or, you know, gain muscle or save more money. Like it's, I mean, it is, it's a, such a simple thing to do, but it's, very hard at the same time because then you've got to address those things right because if you acknowledge them then it's the elephant in the room 100 100 and on a similar note of like taking personal responsibility and and looking within and all that is uh the concept of running your own race uh which is something i really took away from this this book yes 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 yeah something Um, something you you and i've Oh, no, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, no, it's, it's just something that we've continued to bounce back and forth. And even like with him telling us, don't do what I do. Like you got to, yeah, look at yourself. You're not, it, it's so easy to look at other people and say, I, I want, that's what I want to achieve. That's what I want to do. But uh, yeah, it's so important for you to like, look at your own abilities and like what you can achieve can be greater or maybe not as good, but just run your own race. Keep the blinders on. Don't worry about what what others are doing. Like there was so many times where I think one of the races that he failed at or whatever, was it just trying to keep pace with someone else or doing something? It's just trying to run someone else's race rather than just knowing himself and sticking with what, what he knows is best for him. Yeah, that was huge for me. Um, And so he ended up coming second in a race very early in his career 
um, with two other like beasts in the ultra or the, it was the ultra like triathlon. And he ended up pushing on, he ended up running somebody else's race and he ended up losing when he shouldn't have he came in second. And so that's, I mean, that's, you hear all the time, don't compare yourself to somebody else. And you know, it makes complete sense, but in the, in the grand scope of your life, you know, you're living your life and you can't live anybody else's. And oftentimes when we bounced back and forth with the, like the way in which we structure diet nutrition, I'm looking at you and you're drinking your, your IPAs and enjoying those. And they, granted, you're not a big drinker. I'm making you sound like an alcoholic and you're not, (laughs) but, um, I'm like, well, damn, you know, should I be? And I'm really not a big drinker. Like I've had two drinks this year, um, total alcoholic drinks. And I'm so like, I'm filling these feelings of like a fear of missing out or should I be more inclusive? Like, would my gains grow because of this IPA? And so then I stopped to think and I'm like, wait a minute, like, I don't really care all too much about drinking and getting back to just like, no, I, I mean, I gotta, I gotta hike my own hike here. And that's not, I'm not going to go out of my way to do something that I wouldn't otherwise do regardless if it works for somebody else perfectly or not. I think that's a huge takeaway. I think that's tremendous. That's, that's, that's the kind of conversations that you have you and I have had lately. And I think that's, that's great. Cause you've been for a little while, like you're like, I, I want to live this jacked after Freddy lifestyle, but jacked after Freddy lifestyle is going to be different for all of us, but you're trying to, <laughs> I want to live Scott's jacked after Freddy lifestyle. It's all right. Take, take some of mine, but yeah, you do what brings joy to your life. And, and that's, that's the key. So it's really glad to hear you come to that realization for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but the book ended strong for me. Uh, he still pushes, but you know, now, um, it was a lot more humble and it's eye-opening to, to know that like, I always say if you, I don't know where I heard it, but the saying, if you want to go if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And I mean, his story is a perfect example of that. And, you know, he now is still doing his thing, but he's much more open and he's much more inclusive with his time and allowing people in because, I mean, that's how we go far in life. It isn't just putting our heads down, putting blinders on and just saying, screw you to everybody else. And, um, you know, maybe you get there a little bit slower, but you're going to enjoy things a lot, a hell of a lot more going, going with people. 100% man. I agree wholeheartedly for sure. All right, brother, this was fantastic. Another great conversation. Love hearing your insights from, from this past week. I'll be sharing some of mine in the 
jacked after 40 life vlog. There was, there's a couple, we have some similarities of what we've experienced in regards to the stress, the, the, the sleep deprivation, how it's impacted our appetite, how it impacted our recovery. I'm going to touch that on, uh, touch on that in Sunday's vlog. Uh, but this was just a, a fantastic discussion of your experiences as, as well as kind of a recap of, uh, of the book there. So I appreciate you taking your time. For everyone listening to this podcast, I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please do us a favor and smash that thumbs up button. mean a lot to us. You know, fellow brohood, benefit from watching this podcast, listening to the podcast, do them a favor and share it with them. Before you go, don't forget to download your free guide, Jacked After 40. Hope you have yourself an amazing day. We'll catch you in the next podcast.